Mark chapter 5, verse 25, a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal with many doctors, and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe, for she thought, she, she literally in the Greek language here, she, she said to herself, she thought to herself, she began an inner dialogue with herself, if I can touch his robe, I'll be healed. And immediately the bleeding stopped. She could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. And Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling, realization of what had happened to her came and fell to her knees in in front of him and told him what she had done. The reason she's trembling is because under Jewish law back 2,000 years ago, if you had a bleeding condition, a blood condition, uh, you were considered ceremonial unclean. That means you could not be out in public, you could not touch people, and you especially could not touch a, a rabbi or a priest. And so she touches him and Look what he says back. He said to her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. I want to talk from the subject, how to receive from God. How to receive from God. How many at least have one prayer in your heart that you're believing God to do something in your life? Can I see your hand? You want to receive, you got to receive something from God, right? Well, you're in the right place. And I believe that the scripture is going to help us today. Bow your head, pray with me. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you'd speak to our hearts now, that you would anoint me to declare this word, and that we would never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Twelve years this woman suffered, twelve years uh, this woman tried everything she could to get better, but the scripture said she only grew worse. And I know that for many of us in the room, we, we may find it hard to understand that or or to relate with her on a physical level, an illness level. But I think all of us in the room have had moments in our life where uh, we want to get better. We're trying to get better. Uh, Some days we even think we're getting better, but we just keep ending back up in the same patterns and cycles that are hurting our life. Maybe it's an addiction uh, maybe it's a fear, maybe it's a sin, but something in you that you're tr- you want to get better. She wanted to get better. She was trying to get better, but she just could not get better until Jesus. And I want to tell you today that one encounter with Jesus can change your entire life. Say amen, somebody right there. I, I believe it. I, I still believe that. I I still believe he's the God who's the same yesterday and today and forevermore. And she really had three challenges. She had a physical challenge. She had a financial challenge because now she was poor. And then she had a God problem because in Jewish culture in this time, if if you were sick, it was thought that God was against you, that God was angry at you and God was judging you. So so she has these three different issues. And, and what's amazing, now pastoring this church for five years, been in full-time ministry for over 20 years now, it's usually those three issues. If, if people have a need, it's, it's either a financial issue where God needs to break through financially and God does want to help you there. It's a physical issue where God needs to bring healing or 
There's a deep spiritual disconnect with God that needs to be restored. And I just want to tell you today, God can do something amazing in your life. God is with you. God is for you. All things are possible. It is not over. There is more to your story and one word from God, one touch from God, one move of God can change everything in your life. Anybody have that testimony of the move of God in your life that has transformed you? And I, I, don't, I don't really like to say God said a lot. If you, if you know me, if I'm your pastor, you know I don't talk this way a lot. But I really felt the Spirit of God whisper to me this week to tell people to forget your past. I felt the Lord tell me that as I start preaching this, most of the crowd is going to basically turn me off, hop on Instagram and go, this must be for somebody else. This can't be for me because as I'm preaching possibility and I'm preaching faith and I'm preaching what God can do in your life, you're going to judge everything I'm saying by what has already happened in your life. And you're going to say, well, this must be for somebody else. It can't be for, for me. But I want to tell you today, go beyond the disappointment of what was I feel the Lord telling our church right now, believe me again, pray again, praise again, press in again. I can do something. Don't let the last 12 years, and listen to me, America, don't let the last three years stop you from believing God for what he can do right here, right now. He is the one who is, the Bible said. He's the one who is. Not just the one who was or the one who is to come. He's the one who is. He's the God of right now. The God of who is. He's the God of the now. He's the God of the present. I am with you, says the Lord. And I can do something in your life right now, right here. Nothing is impossible. All things are possible. So how, how do I receive from God? I'm here, Jabin. I got up. I made it to church, packed the family up, got to the house of God. How, 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 how do I receive from God? What, what do I do now that I'm in his presence? Well, firstly, we have to listen up. Everybody say, listen up. Yes. Uh, the scripture said that she heard about Jesus. She had 12 years of bad news, but now she's hearing new news. And this new news is good news. It's the good news of Jesus Christ. She had never heard this news before. It was, it was you're sick and you're getting more sick and you're getting more sick and you're running out of money and now you've run out of money. All she heard was one report, but now she's hearing a new report. She, she heard the things about Jesus. This word, when, when it says that she heard about Jesus, in the Greek language, she heard the things concerning Jesus or the things surrounding Jesus or, or the things that were around Jesus. In other words, she began to hear the good reports of the good things that Jesus was doing. She began to hear chants and screams like, I'm healed, I'm forgiven, I've... I've never heard a preacher like this before. I'm, I'm free. I can see. I can, I can walk. She began to hear the testimonies of the other people that had had an impact and been impacted by the Lord Jesus. And a seed of faith hit her spirit that said, if God could do it for them, God could do it for me. Oh, let me tell you something. If God's ever done it for anybody, God can do it for you. If God did it for this woman, God can do it for you. If God's ever done anything for this preacher, God can do it for you. If God's ever done anything for anybody, God can do it 
for you. Somebody say amen right now. Say this out loud. Say, what he's done for others, he will do for me. One more time. My God, the faith just died in the room. You liked the first statement and then you didn't like the second statement. So here we go again. What he's done for others, he will do for me. Now, if you believe it, make some noise right there. Come on, put a praise. Put a praise on that. So, so, so she hears, and faith is born. So Romans 10, 17 says this. So faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news of Christ Jesus. Faith comes by hearing. Okay, so now just think for a second. I know it's early and I know it's hot, but listen. How does, how does faith come? How does faith manifest? How is faith born? How does faith begin? What is the genesis of faith? How does faith enter your life? What is the avenue in which faith rides in on? Hearing. Watch, watch. Faith is God-born. It's not you manufactured. You can't manufacture faith. Man, if I could just get enough faith, I could get God's attention. You, you can't even get faith without God. I'm going to really start praying. I'm going to really start believing. I'm going to really start worshiping. I'm going to really start, and then I'm going to go to God, and then God's, because I'm going to have enough faith. No, no, no. You know, that, that, this is the amazing thing about Jesus. When you, when you read the, the Gospels, he's never talking about, like, you don't have enough faith. He's always just saying, y'all don't have no faith. If you just had a little bit of faith. He, he, he never talks about great faith. Like, man, you need, to, you need to have more faith. You need to have bigger faith. But we're Americans, right? So that's how we hear it, and that's what we're believing for. I need more faith. I need greater faith. I need, I need huge faith. No, no, no. <laughs> Jesus said you just need a mustard seed. Just eat a little baby, eat a baby, baby, little faith. That means that for the people in this room, you don't need more faith. So that's good news by the way, because a lot of you are beating yourself up right now going, if I just had more faith. No, you don't need, you, you need some faith. Are you saying I don't have faith? Um, let's keep, let's keep, let's keep preaching real quick. So, so faith only manifests, is only born, only begins, only enters our life by hearing the word of God. Did you catch that? Faith, faith is coming. Faith is, is moving. And its origin, its source, is from the word. So no word, no faith. Amen, everybody. <laughs> no hearing, no faith. All right, so now think about what I'm about to say. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to mess you up a little bit, but it's okay. Anything that we call faith that is not founded upon the word of God is not faith. It might be sincere. It might be heartfelt. It might be intense. It might be loud. It might be emotional. You might get a real scrunched face. <laughs> it's not faith. Because you can't produce faith. You can only receive faith by hearing. 
Faith is received, not produced. So many of us come into church and we're very intense and we're very sincere, but we can't get a word from God and we can't receive nothing from God. And the reason we can't receive nothing from God is because we're sincere, but we don't have faith. We're emotional, but we don't have faith. We, does that make sense? We get, we get goosebumps, but we don't have faith. We, get, we cry, but we don't have, we don't have faith because, because faith comes from God and is sourced from God. And, and some of you maybe are saying, well, I know people who know the scriptures that don't have faith. True. Yeah, there, there could be people who know the Bible and don't have faith. But you cannot have faith without the Bible. One of the most influential Christians in our, in our world recently was talking about faith. And he goes, well, you know, Joseph didn't have a Bible. You know, Moses didn't have a Bible. You know, Ezekiel didn't have a Bible. Well, yet, dumb, dumb. But now we do. And things changed. Because now we have a new covenant and now we have scriptures that God's given us. So I don't build my life on the practices of the Old Testament. If I did, I'd be slaughtering lambs every morning. And killing people. So that, so no, we now have a new covenant that gives us a scripture and gives us promises that release faith. I just, I kind of have my own thing with God. You don't get your own thing with God. Because you didn't make the covenant. God made the covenant. You know that a covenant is made between a greater and a lesser. And we're the lesser, which means we don't decide. The greater decides. And he said faith comes one way, not by sincerity. Not by aligning with the universe. Not by affirmations. Not by, tr- not by fasting. Not even by praying or worshiping. And, and we have an American church that's rejected the scripture and we're wondering why we have no faith. We have no faith because we don't like what God said. And God's going, how can you say you love me but you don't like what I say? How can you say you love me but you don't like my mind? How can you say you love me but you don't like my thoughts? Thank you. I know it is. I think it is too. See, see, because her testimony, sadly, is a lot of people's testimony in this room. She wanted to get better but could not. She wanted to get better but only grew worse. She, she doesn't want to gamble anymore but keeps going back. She didn't want to be an alcoholic but kept going back. She didn't want to abuse those drugs but keep going Didn't want to be angry with their family but kept going back. Didn't want to be out of control but kept going. I, I, I want to do better, preacher. That's why I'm here. But I can't get better. She couldn't get better better till she changed what she heard her desire never changed the object of her desire changed because a lot of y'all are sincere but your eyes aren't on God and your ears aren't attuned to God that's why Jesus had to say in Mark 11 have faith in God Because everybody has some form of faith and sincerity and emotion and buy-in. But but it's not enough to just have faith. You've got to have faith in God. 
I know so many people whose desire and outcome is radically different. They have the sincerity, the zeal, the passion, the desire, the emotions, but they don't have faith. So, oh man, well, what, what, what do I do, Javen? Well, the, the scripture says that this word here, faith comes by hearing, it means to become an audience of. That, that means that I become an audience to this. Yeah, yeah. And whatever it says, I obey. And I, and I, take, this, I take this seriously. I don't know if you ever watch comedians who they'll roast their audience for talking, you know. Because they're like, hey, you're not the show. I'm, the, I'm doing the talking. And I think a lot of times we go to God and we start telling God stuff. And he goes, well, let me do, let me do some talking. <laughs> I, ju- I just want to tell you that, that this, this must become sacred. But by the way, that's why we offer child care in a family worship room. Because this, this, I actually believe this could be life or death for somebody. So to me, this isn't a TED Talk where it's like bring the kids in and let them eat Cheetos. We actually want, we actually want there to be a sacredness around because I only get 30 minutes with you a week. And, and everybody else is going to get every day with you. But I believe if I'll become an audience to this book, not only on Sundays, but every day, then this book will release faith. Because this is the only origin of my faith. Not my family, not where I come from, not my friends, not my church. This is the source of my faith. And when I, when, I, when I fill my life with the word of God, and I honor the word, and I read the word, and I pray the word, and I listen to the word, and I stand on the word. Now, faith is released. And here's, here's what that... Here's what that hearing does. Number two, think right. So now that, I've, now that I've listened up, I can now think right. I can now think right. What happens? She hears and then watch what she does. So she hears about Jesus. What's the next thing? And she thought to herself. Woo, she gets a God idea. Everybody say God idea. She gets a God idea, she gets a God thought, and she begins an internal dialogue. By the way, you're already doing that. Some of you go, man, that seems like really hard. Is this like, is this like a big spiritual discipline? No, 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 we, we all have an inner dialogue. We're all talking about it right now. We're all talking, you're talking about how, how I'm dressed. You're talking about the music. You're talking about lunch. Where are we going to eat? You're talking about the regret you had at breakfast. You're talking about why didn't we stop for a coffee. You're, some of you are wondering why don't they have coffee here? I, where's the coffee, Right? Uh, <laughs> we're all having inner dialogues. Some, some of you are already planning your week because you're all fired up right now. You're like, I'm going to read the Bible 45 <laughs> chapters a day. I'm going to get so much faith. You already got your plans. Some of you are already journaling and Pinteresting scriptures. And oh, it's going to be powerful. We're all thinking. So our, our thinking is going to be a product of our hearing. You choose what you listen to. So she kept thinking, she kept saying, this is what's so powerful about that scripture in, um, in, in that we just read and that when we see it from the Chosen series, because it's actually the best way to say it. She began to say it over and over. If I could just touch, if I could just touch. She begins to have this conversation. She, she begins to, she hears a new word, watch, and then she starts saying new words. She hears a new word, and now she starts thinking new thoughts. And from her hearing came her thinking and speaking. Listen, what food is to your body, words are to your soul. 
What food is to your body, words are to your soul. You got to get, get this. You got to get this in your heart. What, foods are, what food is to your body, words are to I don't know if you've ever been trying to lose weight and you're watching the cooking network. <laughs> and they'll be like, hey, we're just going to put a tablespoon of olive oil. <laughs> so then you do that and you start gaining weight. You're like, I'm eating olive oil. It's healthy. Well, because they, a tablespoon on the food network is a cup. And you just ate a salad with 3,000 calories, right? You're like, what just happened? We're just going to put a knob of butter, cut half a stick, and put it in. And, 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 and you start looking like your diet. You start, <laughs> you start wearing what you're eating. Listen, what food is to your body, words are to your soul. Wrong ingredients, wrong outcome. Wrong words, wrong outcome. So never forget this. I am the thinker of my thoughts. I am the thinker of my thoughts, and I am the speaker of my words. Whoa, man, that's heavy, bro. I know. <laughs> Let me just say what I just, no one can force you to think, and no one can force you to speak. You get to decide what you say and how you think. But it will be the product of whatever you're listening to. And that's why what you listen to matters. Okay, so Mark chapter 11, verse 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. So we're going to catch all these like faith words and verbal words. Watch this. Have faith in God. But assuredly I say to you, whatever, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done, will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask for when you pray, Believe you received them and you will have them. Catch that. You have believing words and you have speaking words. What, what is Jesus showing us? He's showing us that our believing and our speaking have to align. Yeah? A, a lot of times we will believe something in, 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 the, in the church and then we walk out and we start saying the exact opposite of what we just we're convinced of by the word of God. Has anyone ever done that? You'll say things, you go, what the heck? That's not what I believe. So Jesus is challenging us. You've, you've got to make sure that you're believing and speaking the same thing. Because when your hearing influences your believing, then your believing must influence your speaking. And when those three things come into alignment, you can now hear from God. And you can now receive from God. I'm talking about how to receive from God. Y'all catching this? I'm talking about how to receive from God. I cannot talk myself into faith. I can't because the source of faith is the word of God. But listen, I can talk myself into doubt. Y'all ever talked yourself into doubt? Y'all ever thought the worst imaginable things? And then they don't happen? You go, Phew. well, you just, you just, you just lost a day thinking the worst things, saying the worst things. You just gave up a day. You just gave up hours. You just gave up time. Listen, I can't talk myself into faith, but I can agree with faith, with my words and with my thinking. And then I can, if I'm not careful, I'll talk myself into doubt. Thirdly, bow low. Bow low. If, if I could just, if I could just touch the edge of his robe I will be healed 
if I could just, if I could just get low enough to touch the edge of his robe. Let me have the team come up. So you gotta, you gotta catch this. Everybody wanted to be around Jesus that day. But they didn't, they didn't want a real encounter with God. They just wanted, they just wanted basically a selfie with Jesus. They were just crowding around him because he was like a celebrity. So Jesus is walking through the streets and everyone's chasing him. Jesus, what's up? Follow for follow. Let's go. <laughs> Repost me. Tag me at Javon Javis. Let's go. Ah! They wanted to be around him. They didn't want to encounter him. The crowd wanted a selfie with him. She wanted to receive from him. Can you, can you just imagine every, every, everyone's up, everyone's up, everyone's up, everyone's up, everyone's reaching, everyone's reaching. Everyone. You can never receive from God above God. You, you can't have a haughty spirit and receive from God. That's why it's impossible for a lot of you to receive. You come into church with your rules. And you won't receive from God. Come on, let's sing it out. Lift your hands. (laughs) Somebody shout. Doesn't this guy know I only do that at the Knights game? Don't they know I don't do that for God? They know I only do that at the UFC fight. Something I don't do that for God. Don't they? No, I only do that if I get a par. Don't they know? I'm dignified. You, you'll never receive from God that way. You you can't bow up at God and think you get anything from Him because it don't work that way. Everybody was around Him, but only one person received from Him. So you want me to get baptized? Like you want me to get like in the water? Like you want me to wait in the line? Yeah. I'll just, I'll do it. At, I'll, just, I'll just in the shower. I'll say in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That ain't it, dog. That ain't it. Javen, I'll, I'll pay you a hundred bucks. You come to the house. So uh, let's get baptized in my pool. Nope. It's not public. It's not humbling. There's actually some about putting on the shorts and the shirt and waiting in line. And then you get in the water and you... <laughs> y'all haven't died yet some of those attitudes that she got low look what James chapter 4 verse 10 says humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up I never have to worry about promotion if I'm kneeling before an almighty God Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up. She had to get low. She had to get undignified. If I, if I could say it this way, I don't know how else to explain it. She had to get under the anointing. 
Here's a little principle that I live by when, I, when I'm seated and someone walks in the room, I stand and I greet them. I don't sit down, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? What's up, bro? I don't do that because I'm, I'm trying to teach our guys on our team that like there's this thing called honor and there's a way that we, and I'm, I'm the pastor, but I do it. I, I want, I, I'm trying to see and trying to let them see that they're worthy of honor and that I'm a man of honor and that this is the way you greet somebody. So I'll walk into a room and you, you know, people, what's up, bro? Hey, what's up? It's going to be really, you're not going to like my preaching if I'm just, what's up, bro? Because it would be, it will be hard to receive. Christ is seated. And that means that if I'm going to receive from Christ, I have to get lower than the one who's seated. I don't come over top, Jesus. I, I, get, I get under him. I get under the flow. Let me, let me tell you how, I said, how do, how do you receive from God, right? Let me, let me tell you how God's power flows. Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head. Watch this, upon the head, running down. How does God's power flow? Down. How does God's anointing flow? Down. How does God's grace flow? Down. God's anointing never flows up, ever. And when I'm prideful, I rob God of the flow. The beard of Aaron running down. I don't think we have to become a kneeling church. Don't, I'm not saying that, but I'm just telling you, I just don't want to get so casual in church. He's not my homeboy. Jesus ain't my bro. He's almighty God. And when I come before him, I come, I come low. And it's not about a physical posture, but maybe it is. It's, it's about, I, I, I don't come into church and resist. I don't live my life in resistance of God. I live my life. And you, and you know what? If I'll stay down here, guess what? I can never fall. I can't screw up my life down here. I can't cheat on my wife down here. I can't steal money down here. I can't lose my temper down here. I can't scream at somebody down here. I can't live in hatred and anger down here. I can't, I can't fall if I've already fallen before the Almighty God. And I know, I know I act like the old guy sometimes and I'm only 39 and some of y'all just roll your eyes at me because why can't I bring my coffee in here? Why can't my kid run around? And why can't, because this is, it's actually sacred what we're doing. This is actually, it's actually sacred. It's actually holy. And maybe you don't care. Maybe, maybe you're just here and, and but people, but I'm, I'm, but I'm also thinking about everyone who maybe doesn't have the grace and they, and they need the focus. And so why, why, why are you always making a joke about turn off your phones? Because I'm not a performer. I'm not. And if we went four hours, like the Golden Knights game, we'd give you those breaks, you know, we'd let you go pee. <laughs> but for just an hour, maybe, maybe just for an hour, we can just go low. And put our phones down and check our kids in. 
and just have a moment with God because he's worthy and he's holy and he's a big deal and he's and it's sacred to be in his house and if I'll if I'll if I'll come into church low again I'm talking about I'm not talking about being sad and gloom and doom I'm talking about to him who sits on the throne and unto the lamb be blessing and honor And I, and I come in this way. I'm not afraid of God. I'm not terrified of God. But He is holy. And if you watch popular preachers today and you see the things they're saying and the way they're acting and the dances they're doing on stage, and it's just so irreverent. And I'm so grieved by it. I'm so because they're acting that way because that's how they think God is but God isn't like God is God is beautiful and he's sacred and and so I want to I want to live I want to live low because if I live low I can't fall and if you live low you can't fall but the higher you get more unstable you'll be. I fell off a ladder a couple months ago. Still feel it everywhere. I should go to the doctor, but I just refuse. I get weird shooting pains and because I was high. I was feeling myself up there putting stuff away. Talking about my wife's going to be so blessed when she comes home. She got a man of God. She better take care of me. She better, she better appreciate me doing all this stuff, putting away all this stuff, putting away all the Christmas stuff. Boom, fell off. And I just, I just opened my eyes and I was on the floor. I started moving my fingers and my toes. Am I alive? I... Sure, is, sure is easy to fall if I go high. Sure, it's hard to fall if I'll stay low. All right. I, I love what Jesus said. It wasn't the cloth that healed you. It was your faith. Some of you are thinking right now, I know I could get something from God if I just had more faith. Listen, if there is anything in you right now that says, man, I need something from God and I want to receive it, that's the faith. That's the faith. It's there. If you need a miracle today, if you, if you need something from God today, would you just reach out right now? Don't earn it, don't deserve it, don't, you can't make it happen, just maybe just stand with me and just, if you, if you need something from God, stand and just put your hands out.
This one works? Okay. Just with your hands lifted, close your eyes, say this, say, Jesus, I receive. Say that again, Jesus, I receive. I reach out and receive everything that you have for me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now just receive. Don't earn. Don't try. Don't. Just receive. Just receive. Father, like a warm blanket, would you just cover this room with your presence right now? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Heal your people right now, I pray. Heal your people right now, I pray, Father. Heal your people, Lord. For everything you've done. Receive as you worship, receive Jesus. 